0: Welcome to Wings with Friends, I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I'm really excited to be here with a fantastic guest, one of my favorites, Cat Alvarado. Hello. Mm. <coughs> Hello, thank <laughs> you for having
1: me here. I <laughs> might cough a little bit during the episode because I'm getting over a little bug. But yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. G- glad to have you, Cat. We go way back. We do, back to the big pine from last year. <laughs> and the year before. And the year before that. Yeah, two <laughs> big pines. Two big pines ago. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kat Alvarado, you're a fantastic comedian from Los Angeles. Uh, Tell us a little bit more.
1: Uh, So my most life-changing moment in comedy was when I was at Big Pine, and I did the lip-sync battle, and we did an 80s dance to the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. Like... As an homage to Saved by the Bell. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I met Mary. But um, but no, for real. More about me. Um, So I am a half Nicaraguan, Latina, half white comic. I grew up here in L.A. And started comedy up in the Santa Barbara Ventura area. So for those who aren't from California, that would be about 90 minutes north of here. Oh. They call it the Ventucky. It's very oh. blue collar. Oh. Yeah. So we started I started up there and then came down here. Away? It's it's not far and yet it's a whole other world.
0: <laughs> okay, because
1: it's over the it's over a mountain. Like you got to yeah. drive all the way over. One time I went off of the f- ways, took me off of the freeway over that mountain. It was like Oregon Trail. Like if yeah, you get you know off, what? <laughs> I've
0: done that. I drove out here. To um, oh, we're coming at you live from Burbank. Ooh, yeah, sexy. Hey, yeah, I'm not in Phoenix. You're here. I know. I came out here. <laughs> oh, so exciting. It's been great. But I came out here to pick up a dog with one of my friends, and it was in Ventura. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, I remember going to these hills, and I was like, "Slow down, we're gonna fall off." Uh, and we picked up an Irish Wolfhound. This thing was huge, but it was It, was
1: it sounds huge.
0: It, it was so sad too, like. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, so that's where you kind of got started, mm-hmm. and now you're like, LA. Now I'm
1: doing it. Proper. I've been, uh, I, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm in LA proper, I've been doing the LA scene for a while, and uh, in the last year and a half or so, started headlining college shows. That's been really exciting to go from feature to sort of headliner yeah no actual headliner
0: (laughs) it's hard to say but yeah you're a headliner
1: yeah it's weird i feel like there's so much pressure to be this like faux humble like no i'm not real i'm not really anything but i'm like wait no that's the uh what's it called that's the imposter syndrome talking i am a headliner faux humble yeah
0: yeah um i feel that too sometimes and i still try to like like or you have to like diss any compliment you're like yeah but mm-hmm. all the audience was so, if somebody's like you crushed it they're like all the audience was so nice they're so good you just push away anything good
1: yeah, you have to be like, oh, did I get any laughs? That was purely an accident. I have no talent. <laughs> Just so that you make people feel better,
0: right? I think that's a girl thing. I don't think I, uh, boys. Boys are like, I'm a headliner, and they have like seven minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, it's the worst. I used to know this guy. I won't name names because it doesn't even matter. He doesn't do comedy anymore. But um, he was doing it for like one year when I started. But he acted like he was the shit already. And then he started doing. He started going around with a film crew. Filming a documentary about his comedy life. That way, when he's famous, they would have the footage.
0: Oh wow! I mean, that's believing in yourself. <laughs> then you said he yeah. doesn't do it anymore. He doesn't. He quit. <laughs> he got a girl pregnant, and now he's uh, not a comedian. <laughs> oops. Um, I mean, I think that's a good point, and maybe, maybe that's the good side of being humble. Yes. At least. Like, we don't have to be faux humble, but like, I think it's good to be humble. But if you're a headliner, Kat, you're a headliner. Yeah, I know. I
1: God, it's yeah. I'm a headliner. I I have 50 minutes, and I've done it and gotten paid for it. There you go. And gotten paid well.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. That is fantastic. I have been trying to move into a solid feature space over the last year, and like that's my goal for for 2020 is to just kind of really be a solid feature but I mean I take everything you know but I think what I've heard from from different advice you know avenues is like like once you have to feature or if you want to be a headliner go headline you know I've been lucky enough to headline like some small bar shows or whatever but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the first step you know like
1: yeah it's like an it's it's Oh, God, it is so, it's like a path. It's like fucking Candyland. Can I curse on here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It is. It's Candyland. You gotta go in the order. But then sometimes you go in a different order because there's also like a shoots and ladders aspect <laughs> to it. And sometimes you go backwards. I feel like right now I'm going sort of back to feature because it's like there's different paths. It's e- yeah. easier to go from like feature to headliner through the college circuit. Yeah. And then if you go back to the club circuit, now if I, if, if I look at the club path then all of a sudden I'm a feature again
0: yeah and that's okay um it, I like the Candyland and shoots and ladders analogy I was gonna say it reminds me of high school where you're like I'm a freshman I'm a sophomore I'm a junior a senior but there's always that trap door and you can fall through it and then you're back oh my god yeah like open mic
1: oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but I mean I think open mics you never escape from you're never yeah. too good for an open mic yeah Unless you're like maybe Dave Chappelle, but even him, like he just drops into shows. He can just show up anywhere yeah. and be like, give me time. And they'd be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so
0: the key there is just keep working. Just keep working. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is fun though when you do a really nice club show and you get kind of spoiled and then it's like oh, so much. What? I don't get my nachos for free. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm a headliner. <laughs> Man, oh that's my gosh. fantastic. I love that. It's and I'm great. really happy for you. Although I'm trying to I'm I'm
1: going I'm kind of stepping myself almost back into feature because someone gave me this advice. Well it wasn't okay. It's advice from Rob Schneider, nice. but it wasn't given to me. It was okay. given to me via a screenshot from my ex-boyfriend whose friend took a screenshot of his so it's like th- 3 degrees. That's okay. Away if from me. If it works
0: for you it's yours. Yeah.
1: So this is advice from Rob Schneider which is you're better off having a killer 25 than a decent 45. It's good. And so I took that to heart and I'm like, okay, I know I have 50 minutes, but is it killer? No, it's good. It's good. It's fun It's great. But is it <laughs> like killer? Yeah. It could be better. So I'm okay. trying to I'm trying to bring it back down, be really I'm sure harsh it on is, it, and but like, yeah. and yeah, just rebuild it. Then this is the other thing that happened to me lately in comedy. Is this what we're talking about? Yeah, is and this? then we'll
0: talk about some wings. But okay, yeah, tell me more.
1: I've just I've just jumped into comedy. Yep. Um, oh my gosh! So I found out. So okay, one of the things I've done is I did this Amazon show. It was really, it was a PBS show, but now it's on Amazon Prime. You can look it up. It's called First Nations Comedy Experience. Ooh. And it was a PBS show, but sponsored by, um, by one of the Native American tribes. The name, the San Miguel, I believe, um, which is not the name of the tribe. I think that's a place. Forgive me.
0: Well, that's, I mean, it might go hand it, in hand. It,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar enough with it. Okay. Um so forgive me. I, I apologize in advance. So, okay, so they, or maybe it's San Manuel. That might just be a casino. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so they sponsored this show um, and it was to air pretty much mostly just on Native American reservations around the country. And so I got on the show and Right. That happened. Now it's on Amazon. I was so happy. I'm like, this is a credit. It's yeah. PBS. I have randomly like a fan base in New Mexico for some nice. reason. That's cool. And um, and then I was signing up for this competition for HBO. And oh, I noticed yeah. there's a clause in their contract even to submit that says you swear that none of this material has been broadcast anywhere. And I was like, shit, it has been all
0: the reservations shit shit, shit.
1: <laughs> so I ask a friend so I, I kind of forgot about it and then I did a showcase and HBO was at the showcase and I was getting nervous So I asked a friend I'm like I don't know which of my material to choose because I kind of heard this thing and he's like no for real though if you were to if they were to ask for a half hour special from you tomorrow you could not use anything that's been broadcast Oof. and I'm like that's my, all my A material
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it really makes you think, so you're talking about having 50 minutes, or it's like, you gotta have two 50-minute sets now. Basically. I mean, that's why I brought up the shoots
1: and ladders, because I just got... Yeah. Yeah. So here I was like, yeah, I'm ready. If they wanted a half-hour special, I could do it. And then uh, now I'm like, wait,
0: uh, mm, I need some time. Yeah. (laughs) I find that, um, I I feel like I have a lot of material, but then it's like but then somebody wants clean, or, you know, it's not this, and it's like, ooh, I feel like it cuts it in half or something, so yeah. I'm, I'm either, I was first, like, trying to beef up my clean material, and then I was like, just just write and sort it out later, like, keep, like, whatever's inspiring you, do that, and then figure it out, so I'm at, you know, a slightly different place, but... Um, but yeah, that's a that's a good like thing to be aware of, or at least like, know about. I didn't about. know, and I want to tell the world that way,
1: like all other comics don't make the same mistake because it's so tempting to be like, oh, I want a TV credit. Right. I'm going to do this. laughs so on Fox do it again. or do mm mm. Yeah, because I don't think I've gotten. I didn't. I haven't gotten opportunities that came from that. Yeah, but it's a nice thing to have. It's a credit. Yeah gotta keep writing gosh
0: oh my yeah gosh well we had some fantastic wings here at the residence Inn by marriott in burbank yeah we did by the way, this hotel is down the street from flappers it is it's like a 10 minute walk not that i would walk but <laughs> no i would if i was wearing comfy shoes but then i don't like to wear comfy shoes on stage so i wouldn't walk there if i was performing yeah um you could bring the the fancy shoes in a backpack yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're like, I don't do backpacks, well, honey. No,
0: that's not fashionable. It's I'll not chic. i $5 Uber down the street. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be so excited to pick me up for a minute. Um, so yeah, there were, uh, oh, so we had some really great wings. For we did. Wings. stop. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's a lot of wing choices in this, on this street. Like they've got a Buffalo Wild Wings, a Hooters, and they've got the Wingstop, and then a couple other bars. And then I noticed El Pollo Loco's got some wings on their menu now.
1: Really? Yeah. In like different flavors too, because yeah, I didn't choose El Pollo Loco because I was thinking like, oh, those are just gonna be like El Pollo Loco flavored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they look like chef inspired because obviously they're gonna grill it because mm-hmm. they grill their chicken. But I saw something that was like dusted in cotija and it had like some chili cotija. and cotija. Some... I don't even know what that is. Cotija but it sounds cheese. Funny. It's the little white cheese they put on top of tacos. Oh, is that what that's it's called? Cotija cheese. Yeah. Okay. There's like oh, I'm sorry. See, you know what you were talking about being. Non-Mexican Latina, yeah, and that's probably one of those um, inequities I just like, like you just brought opp- up, oppressed you, uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks for oppressing me, Mary. I'm I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> cotija cheese, and then um, th- there's some really good. They're white cheeses that are very Mexican, and sometimes my mom buys them and gives them to me out next to my frioles.
1: <laughs> we have our own white cheeses, but I think we call them different things. <laughs> But I mean, queso fresco is like basic. Yeah, I think okay. everybody's got that.
0: I love queso fresco. Do you guys have queso fresco in, uh-huh. in Nicaragua? <laughs> I'm Nicaraguan. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I think I'm a really good linguist. and I'm really good with names and I'm really good at pronouncing <laughs> things, but I cannot say Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> Nicaragua. Yeah, you did it. Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, I, the only, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so I was talking about flappers. I was talking about all the wings, but we had wings. We had wings. We got okay.
1: We got mango habanero.
0: That's the name of this episode. Is mango habanero with Cat Alvarado?
1: Woo! It's very me. I'm very spicy and sweet. Then I'll burn (laughs) you. Yes, I'm sweet (laughs) at first. The spice comes
0: (laughs) later. (laughs) On the way out. (laughs) 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 Sorry.
1: That's honestly more true than you know.
0: I'll slash your tires. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. You do that. Um, <laughs> or would I? You don't know me, Mary. Exactly. Don't fuck with me, okay? Exactly. Like, do you want the sweet? Do you want the spicy or do you want the hot? Well, that's sp- that's kind of like what we
1: went with, though, because
0: the mango habanero,
1: that was the hot. And yeah. then we had like the kind of spicy, which was, was it Korean barbecue? We did get a Korean barbecue. A spicy Korean, I think. Yeah,
0: that was your choice, and it was really tasty.
1: That was the best. That's the one I recommend you guys get. Yeah spicy Korean. And then
0: our third one was just for shits and giggles was uh, a barbecue.
1: Yes. Um, Which next to the other ones it was like, oh wow, okay.
0: If you think about it, they were all kind of sweet and a little bit of, it's almost, it's like they were all sweet and then they had a descending degree of spice.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense.
0: I was down for it though. I really like it. So let's talk about the mango habanero since Mm -hmm. that's going to be this episode. I mean, do you, first of all, do you eat wings in your real life? Like, Like would you order it if you were out Oh, yeah, or totally. Like, especially if I'm feeling
1: like I want to do something low carb, I totally just go with wings. And I love the the celery and carrots that go next to it. Those, yeah, sometimes I'll just order the celery and carrots. I'll be like, can you get me an order of wings, but leave out the wings? No, you no, don't. I don't uh, say that.
0: Just go to the grocery store, <laughs> cat. It's way cheaper.
1: Yeah, but when I do go to, like, a comedy club and they're like, can we bring you anything? I'm like, oh, yeah, can you bring me uh, carrots and celery with a ranch? Crudite.
0: Yeah, crudite.
1: Yeah, but less fancy yeah. so I don't seem pretentious, but it's perfect and like I have a munching problem, okay. like I oh if I'm like sitting somewhere waiting for something or like in a class, I always have to be picking at some food. Mm-hmm. And so I swear by carrots and celery because it's like just Not going to do any damage. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to get gain weight i'm not gonna undo my my gym hours
0: (laughs) right (laughs) smart smart now i'll say i like the carrots that they had you had a little problem with one of the carrots they were chopped too thick (laughs) they didn't like do one more cut on them. yeah but i appreciated them i appreciated that it felt very like hand cut and like fresh It, it felt like a really fresh carrot not um sometimes when they're like more processed they're kind of dry down, gross. Yeah,
1: I agree. It was like a really crisp, good carrot. I thought it was gonna be harder to bite into because it was such a thick ass carrot, and then it was fine.
0: <laughs> so and the ranch was good. I'm sorry, I ate most of them. It's okay. I wasn't even gonna eat that much because I have to go to dinner after this. I think I ate most of the wings, so we're even. Okay, good. I'm trying not to buy like a shit ton of food every time I do this podcast because normally I'm like, let's get a pizza, let's get wings. Oh, do you want dessert? You know, and it's like, whoa, you gotta stop, Mary. Um, okay, so so we had bone in uh, mango habanero. Do you prefer, like, the drum, the drummy, or the flat, as we like to call it? The drummy. Yeah? Always. Yeah. Why? Because it's just
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the flat one, because it's got two bones, and you basically have to practice lingus to get all of the proper meat off of it. And I'm like, look, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, this isn't a skill I need to know. And therefore, I, you know, I don't feel like putting the energy into learn it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that's very valid. It comes up a lot on this podcast. We were a good wing duo because I like the, um, the wing. So it's like, I would pull the wing and you pull the drummy. So everybody's happy. So they say that like in your relationships, you know, like that's perfect, right? Somebody who likes the wing and somebody who likes the drummy. I also noticed you did, you did a good job. You clean your wings. Oh, hell yeah. Is that, where do you get that from? You know, I think I just,
1: my my dad was always like that. My dad was raised by, like, Great Depression parents who, like, you finish everything on mm-hmm. your plate. And so my dad would finish so much of his, like, food that, I remember when we would have, like, a jar of peanut butter, he'd, like, get the last little thing of peanut butter to make a sandwich. Like, he would leave no peanut butter in the jar. And I think that translates over to my wing philosophy.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's wonderful. He doesn't waste anything. Mm-hmm. And I found that's true with people who have either lived through the Depression or grew up it hard or, you know, like my mom, she's like that. She will save. She has Tupperware that's, like, this big and will save just, like, a little bit of frijoles. Oh, well, Mary, you might want a little taco later. And I'm like, <laughs> like... Um, <laughs> you might want a little... T- the <laughs> smallest taco. <laughs> she, but you know what? I always give her crap, but... Sometimes I'm like, "Mom, I'm hungry," and then she's like, "Oh, I make you something," and there it is. Oh, we we're talking about like a oppre- not oppression, oppression wings, no, depression depression like de- wings. like Great
1: Depression. Oh yeah, how um some people eat like every little last piece of the wing. Well, yeah, my dad also like okay, my mom. I used to grow up visiting Nicaragua a lot and mm. see, you know, there's a lot of poor people there. And then uh, my dad, he went to the he was he served in the Peace Corps, so also another thing growing up, it was always. There's poor kids in Africa. There's poor kids in
0: the other parts of the world. I got a lot of that, too, growing up. But I waste everything, and now I feel like a piece of shit. Oh, no. Like I said, my mom will save everything, all the littlest stuff. Um, But then I, like, I don't know if you saw, but I don't clean my wing. Um, (gasps) I know. I'm sorry. I'm so bad. But uh, there's different philosophies out there. Some people say, well, you know, if I buy my food, I can, you know, like, I can eat what I want. But they're starving people. And then
1: sometimes they serve you way too much food. And that, when when it's just a really big plate of food, I I, I will leave it because that finish your plate philosophy can get you in trouble.
0: Well, yeah. I had a friend once say, uh, we were making a sandwich, and I was like, well, I don't want to throw it away. And she goes, well, is your body a trash can? <gasps> and it's like, you're right. I love it. Like, you're either going to throw it away or you're going to eat it. And it's like, why are you doing that to yourself? So uh, I still ate it. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> good stuff. So, I mean, it is interesting, though, how we're raised, how, how it affects, like, the things that we do in our own habits. So, mm-hmm. um, fantastic. How many wings do you think you could eat? Like, if you, no judgment, you're hungry, you're in a safe place, and it's like...
1: I don't think I could eat more than, like, 12.
0: 12? Yeah. Pretty good. So, that's a, that's a respectable amount. Mm-hmm
1: absolutely like if if i was like i don't give a shit yeah 12 but normally i would probably stop at like six and be like oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) six is comfortable um that is nice um do you do you dip your wings in like a ranch or a blue cheese i try not to it is
1: delicious I'll admit that. cats has got discipline. But yeah, I try really hard to be disciplined.
0: So if you're not worried about discipline, which one would you choose? Ranch or blue cheese? Yeah.
1: Absolutely ranch.
0: Okay, cool that ranch was really good it was them. it was really
1: creamy You're so disciplined. i i did it i did dip like one wing one of the mango habanero and it was just like such a sloppy mess of sauce and yeah. ranch and it was all <laughs> over my face oh god
0: <laughs> i love it do you have any wing stories has anything ever happened to you over a wing or a wing was present or just anywhere near <laughs>
1: um i'll tell you what happened one time Owing uh, was present and I was in the green room of this show and there's this comic and he's like, yeah, let's do this show I was hosting. he's like, let's just you could you just go host it and then like we'll do um, tag team where each comic introduces the next that way I can flirt with you Ew. right I was like, okay And then um, when we were fine he was cute though right And okay. when we we're finally in the room together by ourselves because the feature was up and then the other guy was I don't know peeing or something, Um, The guy didn't talk to me at all. He just texted the whole time for 25 minutes.
0: So in (laughs) front of people, he was just like, I'm so cute and funny. And then it was just you guys. And he was like, I'm scared of girls.
1: (laughs) And wings were there. There were wings on the table.
0: Were they his (laughs) wings?
1: Um, I think they were mine. Oh, (laughs)
0: Is he the headliner? Yes. Dang, you get the headliner. Headliners just ignore me. <laughs> They're just like, thanks, bye. <laughs> oh. I try to stay the other way, but um, it's okay.
1: It's never good attention, though. It, it's honestly all regrettable.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Really cool perspective. We had a lot of conversation before we sat down where we kind of just kind of came to this realization that, like, it's all the same no matter where you go, and nobody's oh got my it gosh, good. Yeah. Nobody's got it easy. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, women. Like, you know... We all have similar issues and problems and sometimes they're on different ends of the spectrum, but it, it is what it Dude, is. Dude,
1: dating is shit no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the realization I had late last year, maybe early this year, was like, w- could you imagine what we would do if we took the time and the energy and the space that we spend on fuck boys and put it towards our comedy and our passion? So many things. You would have like five, 50 minute sets. <laughs> you I know. You'd have, know, you, know, you know, possibly, right? Because they just they take up so much. Yeah, but then who would I write about? <laughs> True. Yeah, it's good fodder for the fire. It really is. So I don't know. So anyway, back to <laughs> I just went to a dark space right there for a minute. But back to wings, yeah. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was—I think that was the last time I had some wings, so that's why that's what came up. Really? As that experience, yeah. That was—that was so weird to have someone be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna flirt with you," and then JK. What
0: if you—what <laughs> if you got in this face and were like, "I thought you were gonna flirt with me. Come on, I thought you were gonna give it to me. Do it. I don't know, just sexually harass him right back." I did. I did kind of like try to
1: spur him on. Like he was on his phone, right? He's flipping through his phone, and I like sat on the um the armchair of like of his chair because he was in like a single chair and then I had been on the couch so I was like oh have you seen this video and I sat on the arm of the chair and I like mm. played a funny video just to see if he would like you know with yeah. his body language become closer to me he didn't And I was like wow this is just very strange <laughs> <laughs> that point. I wasn't even offended I was like this I, I can't make sense of it like <laughs> well also on the
0: other hand a lot of guys are scared of us right now you know what I mean? Like they don't know. So even the good ones, like they don't know what to do, or or mm-hmm. or maybe they freak out. Like, oh, I was was I being inappropriate? I don't know. I don't want to get canceled, or you know. So it's it is weird out there.
1: It's a strange. It's a strange world.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah. Wings. Sorry, <laughs> I keep going to this place because I you, you, we talk a lot about boys in relationships. So I'm just like, um. I don't know. Uh, that, that's what I go. You know what, Mary? Just focus on your stuff. You know, these guys aren't, like, stressing about us and wondering why we're not calling them. Mm-hmm. So, like, just worry about Just act like a guy. You know, guys don't do anything they don't want to do.
1: They really don't.
0: They only do what they want to do. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. That's... Yeah, I'm just impatient and I want what I want right now. Yeah, so that's how I always get in trouble. I'm like, Wait, oh yeah.
1: But, you know, I often conclude that someone has ghosted me after they don't talk to me for two days, and literally they've just been busy. And I'm all I'm already like, woe is me. I have been ghosted. <laughs>
0: <sighs> but I'm very busy, and you know what? I'll make plans. Like, I'll do stuff.
1: Honestly enough, like, if a girl hasn't texted me back, then I don't care. Like, I'm like, oh, whatever, she's busy. If a <laughs> busy guy doesn't me text me back, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I have done something. And I am a worthless person who is weird. And I scared him off. And there's something about me that's wrong. And obviously, uh, the world sucks. And I should <gasps> crawl under a rock. and gonna die alone. And then the next day, he's like, oh, hey, sorry. I was on a, like, a... Over two days,
0: flight to Australia. Or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love your distressed <laughs> <laughs> <It's good>. face. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, all that time you could have been writing a new joke.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah.
1: Man. Oh gosh, I have been writing some new jokes lately, though, in my effort to uh to do stuff. And I was playing. I've been playing with different kinds of voices, trying different stuff on. Yeah. Not like voices, voices. Well, a little bit of voices. like impressions. Mm-hmm quite like just different angles to my comedy because I feel like I'm ready to change things up a little bit and so I tried on some like mean comedy like Joan Rivers vibe and I also tried on some more absurd comedy like a Maria Banford vibe oh wow and let me tell you people don't like Joan Rivers vibe coming from me apparently
0: they didn't like (laughs) it coming from her either (laughs) (laughs) just kidding no I no they did and then they didn't and then they did and then they didn't like she kept going in and out of favor interesting I think, I, on television, maybe mm-hmm. not in stand-up, but, like, on television, she kept... But I, I, I love, her. love her. I love I listening too. to
1: her old stuff, although I listened to her most... Re- the last album she released, and I was like, wow, this hasn't aged well. <laughs> She's just saying <laughs> a bunch of racist <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. You know, the thing about Asian women, they take your husband because they got a trick pelvis. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh. like, they're ironing your shirts, and then under the t- ironing board, they're doing
0: things. Trick pelvis. <laughs> like, I like wow. the trick pelvis. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I have a quote of hers I keep in my wallet mm-hmm. that I, I heard her say once and she said something about like a, a Vegas bookie told her this. They said like just put your blinders on and run your own race.
1: Oh that's a good one.
0: Yeah and I, I always kind of go back to that when I start feeling crazy whether it's boys or other people or whatever and um, and and then I'm like, just put your blinders. Because that's why I started doing stand-up is like, I want to do this by myself in mm-hmm. a way. And this is a solo business in a way,
1: right? Yeah, it really is. And that's so true. There is a there is a comic, I won't name her name, um, but she was a couple years in when I had first started. And we did this festival and we were on the same show. And she was great. I did just as well as she did. Like, we were an equal, we we're kind of on an equalish level of funny. Mm-hmm. She probably had more material than me, though. And she got picked up by this manager, who was like, "Oh, I love her because she kind of seems like a lesbian, so I can sell her well on the college circuit." Um, the girl was straight, not a lesbian, but was kind of built that way yeah. in a very like queer presenting kind of a fashion. Meanwhile, I am actually queer identifying, and did not get picked up by this manager for like years, and then finally did. And it's and it has like it's sucked. But, like, I've had to learn to run my own race and not compare myself because she got it so much sooner. Her career has, like, boomed. Really? And then mine just kind of, like, it's grown. It's grown, but it hasn't, like, not the same rate. And looking back, I'm like, wow, like, this one little thing, like, this one manager's decision to go for person A instead of person B, just because of looks, changed everything. And I could drive myself nuts comparing myself to that person, but I would... Uh, freaking throw myself off the roof of a building. Uh, if yeah. I did that, you got to run your own race. You can't always compare it. So I really have to, like, put my blinders on and not, and up be like, yeah. And also, people would see us, and we kind of look alike, and they would compare us. They'd be like, oh my god, you guys are both girls who wear jeans, jackets, and ponytails. I'm like, yeah, are fuck you. just you. more
0: femme?
1: Yeah, I'm more femme. That's why she was like, oh,
0: yeah, this is the
1: one. We could pretend she's gay.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that is really powerful. Thank you for sharing that, because it's like, it, it just really shows the the day-to-day struggle um and hopefully it's like you want the right growth yeah so for you and for that person it's probably perfect it's great it's sustainable like for you you if it's a slow and steady build maybe that's the perfect kind of growth to help keep you where you want to be when you get there Mm -hmm. I I don't know I've got it it's like
1: everything happens for a reason it's such a comedy journey I really want to I really want to record my album either at the end of this year or the end of next year. And I had initially set the date for, like, the end of 2020. I think I'm going to push it. I think I'm going to push it to 2021. And here's why. Tell me why. As I'm writing and experimenting with these new voices, these new angles of absurdity and mean jokes, I'm thinking, okay, maybe the voice I've been writing in isn't the voice I needed to be in anyway. Maybe this absurd place is really my jam. And so now I'm like, okay, what if this album could be way better and way different than what I could have ever imagined?
0: You blew my mind. <laughs> so that's the, that's the whole thing about like, you know, waiting and doing something when it's right or trusting your gut. Mm-hmm. So you could probably push, you could release an album by the end of this year, but would it be what you want to do or would it be the right thing? I don't know. Because as I'm, as I'm developing, especially this
1: new material, I'm finding this new, funky, cool place where I'm doing these really weird act-outs and yeah. my writing has finally gotten to a point. Pl- like, you know that writing form? Like, there's a certain form of a joke where the person goes, like, on and on and on and on to the point where it goes to absurdity and then people laugh. Yeah. And then it, like, comes full circle and they're like, aha! Yeah. It's kind of hard to write that joke. And I finally, like, nailed that. And I'm like, okay, if I nailed this... And last night I had this moment where I was doing that joke and the people in the audience were like, what the fuck is happening? This joke makes no sense. And at the end, it got an applause break. Wow. Because it was so weird and absurd. And I was like, holy shit, I've discovered something. Which so they were on the
0: journey with you. Yeah. And I and took them stayed to there the, and you paid them off or it paid off.
1: It paid off. But he, like one guy was still like, I have no idea what just happened, but I'm laughing really hard. And I'm like, yes.
0: Dang.
1: That was the point of this weird fucking joke. And I'm like, okay, whatever it is I'm beginning to tap into, I want that on my
0: album. So wait for it. Yeah, that's so great! Oh my gosh, mm. <laughs> I've had, I have lots of thoughts and feelings, and this week, you know, I'm in LA, kind of trying to just do some different things. So all this like comedy epiphany is just really neat. Yeah, it's really cool to to kind of be emerged, submerged, submerged. I don't know, immersed. Is that the word? I enveloped yeah it's i i know the word and for some reason <laughs> i can't say it i don't know why but um it's fantastic i saw you on uh tasty like speaking of food in nicaragua um you <laughs> did that about a year ago yeah um, but it was such a cool thing how did that come about and tell me a little bit more tell us about it
1: so that was such a cool experience to get to go to buzzfeed studios buzzfeed, and film right. tasty um Literally, I had just done this show in Montrose, which is a neighborhood near Pasadena, for those who are not from around L.A., and it's this, like, dainty little cute, it's just like a strip.
0: My stomach is, like, talking (laughs) back to me after those things.
1: It's like, yeah, Montrose, let's go there. Um, (laughs) And I was at this place called Avignons. Avignons, it's this, like, it's a funky, cool little dive bar. There was a show there. I did it, and there was a girl sitting in the front row with a golden doodle it was a golden. it was an adorable dog (laughs) It was sitting in her lap and she was a really fun audience member she loved the show at the end she came up and gave me her card and she's like i love your show i love your comedy i love that you're nicaraguan and i am a content creator at buzzfeed tasty and we would love to have you do do it for latin american heritage month as our nicaraguan person
0: and i was like yes That's amazing. Yes, I will do it. And it's still out there. Can you still find it? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And you made, what was the name of the dish you made? Vigoron. Yes.
1: Vigoron was what it was. And um, I did it wrong, apparently.
0: Did you get a lot of feedback? Like, hey, yes, I right. did. Well,
1: because here's the thing. My Okay, I love Vigodon. I also love the The Tajadas are like a, it's it's like a plantain chip, mm-hmm. basically. But we cut it lengthwise. We deep fry it. It's so good. And you put like some salt on it. It is delicious. And it's a side dish. Or it's like an appetizer. You could have it with whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And I eat it constantly. So I did Vigodon eat the tajadas. Because frankly, you eat tajadas
0: with fucking everything. Okay. <laughs> I love your passion for this.
1: I feel very strongly and Good. it needs to go on the record.
0: It's on the record now. <laughs> it is. And so I us was like with
1: friends. <laughs> the friends, right? Did I say it right? It will be the spin off. <laughs> the <laughs> Nicaraguan version. <laughs> you
0: With friends.
1: Vigaroni tajadas, fritanga with friends. Fritanga with friends. Fritanga is like a carne asada, but you eat it with tajadas and some salad, and that's fritanga.
0: I mean, it sounds like if you go to a traditional Nicaraguan meal, you're going to have, like, all these dishes, and you're just going to load up, and you're just going to eat it, like— Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's like you'll order
1: your dish, but you're also probably gonna get tajadas. Yeah. Or the tajadas are gonna be served on the side with the rest of your dish most of the time. So I'm like, let's do more than just the vigoron. Let's do vigoron, eat the tajadas because. I'm only gonna do this once and it's my favorite one. Yeah. I love that so much.
0: I was worried for you to cut yourself when you were cooking on the camera. Were you nervous? <laughs> yes, I was. I was like, Oh Don't my god!
1: especially that. with the yucca.
0: Yeah, the yucca. Peeling is what the I yucca.
1: Oh my gosh. You guys peeling yucca is weird because you'd think you'd peel it like a potato, but no. You stick the knife into like the side of it lengthwise and then you kinda turn it up and then you sort of like peel it off. It's like bark. Yeah. And you like shave it off the outside. That was super weird. My mom had to teach me how to do it the night before.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, practicing the night before, like, up until midnight, just, like, chopping and, and peeling
0: a bunch of yucca. <laughs> did you get a manicure or did you do anything to your hands?
1: Got a manicure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, it's,
0: like, tasty and, like, they see your hands. I'm a nail biter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good call then. Yeah, so I knew two weeks in advance. So I'm like, I'm gonna get a gel. I got two gel manicures. I got one two weeks beforehand so that they would grow out, and then one like the day before.
0: You're so good. You know what's up, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't do it. That first, that first one won't work out. It's right. gonna be short and stubby. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> gotta be so detailed. Ah. You know what? And but I, I really appreciate that about you because you, um, I feel the same way too. Like I'm detail oriented. I want it to be good. I want it to be right. Um, when it comes down to even the details of what do my nails look like, but I think you probably put that same, I know you put that same care into your shows, into your podcast or any mm-hmm. show that you do. Like you're not bringing out your notebook when you're introducing somebody Ooh. on a stage. Yeah. That Though was, I have
1: occasionally forgotten the name of someone's podcast while introducing them on
0: stage. But you're not going to forget their name. <laughs> no. You know? So I, I just went through that recently where I was like, I was so worried and I just wanted to make sure I got it all right. And I was a good host and you know, I did. And like the next night... I saw the host, like, and then pull up paper, and I was like, what? But then I go, you know what? Good. You keep doing that C-plus work. I'm going to keep striving for that A. 100%.
1: Yeah,
0: that's what sets us apart.
1: Absolutely. But apparently I didn't do enough research on tajadas because <laughs> you don't eat tajadas with on. People made it very clear to me. <laughs> I got so much hate for that in the comments. They're like, I love her, but you don't need the tell if you going on. Also, what's this white girl doing on here? How come it's a white girl? I'm like, bitch, please. I am Latina. Get out of here. Right. OK, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. So I just saw an article today. They're saying that um, J-Lo and Shakira was the first Latinx headliner. They were the first Latinx headliners of the halftime Super Bowl, which is not correct because it was Gloria Estefan. And they're acting like Gloria Estefan isn't actually Latinx. And that makes me feel really excluded because I kind of identify with Gloria,
0: As first being like a yeah. Was that southern? She's America? Cuban, yeah,
1: and she was born in Cuba. She started singing in Spanish, and she's like the first woman to ever really do the Latin America to white to yeah, she mainstream was kind crossover. Of one of
0: the, yeah, the big crossover people, but J Lo is Puerto Rican. Shakira is like Colombian, she's Colombian, and yeah. like um, Le- 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 Lebanese, Lebanese or something. Yeah, she's Persian or or. She's Lebanese and Colombian, so mm-hmm. like, so what? What are they saying then? Like, basic. What? I. It's
1: like if you're a white Latina, if you're a, if you're a light skinned Latina, you're not Latinx. Yeah. It, essentially, it's so exclusionary, and I hate it because I'm like, well, then what am I? Because I'm not
0: white. So I. Mm-hmm. I oh gosh, this is I've I've thought about this for a lot. Like I don't, I'm Mexican and I'm white, and I always say that being that bicultural, it's probably I think it's probably true for for many bicultural people. Is you're not white enough for the white kids and you weren't white Mexican enough for the Mexican kids like growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're your own race in, in a way. Yeah. Um And it's a, just a different experience. I guess But I, I guess don't so. think it makes you any less, you know. Like you speak great Spanish and you're like, you know your heritage like way better than probably a lot of people. So, yeah, it just kind of sucks
1: to be like, oh, oh, yeah, you're not, you don't get to be a part of the what pissed me off today was just reading that Gloria Estefan was not being considered Latinx. I'm like, she is like the reason why someone like J. Lo is even, was even like accepted into the mainstream because yeah. people like Gloria Estefan went first. And I just want to put that out there. Latinx is known. kind of a
0: new term for me. Like I'm not super familiar. Like, could you tell me what it means or when that came about? Yeah, sure. So usually it used to be that we called it, so it used to be Hispanic
1: people, mm-hmm. right? And then it turned into, no, we got to say Latin, Latino, Latina, yeah. or Latin American. Um, Latino being the male gender, Latina being female gender. But also, if it's both genders, p- people would say Latino.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then, recently, with pe- as people are learning more about gender identity um, and learning how to speak Wokanese- people yeah. have started saying Latinx and I use it I use it yeah. just because I'm like yeah no I get it like why not be gender neutral and gender exclusive for people who don't fit into either binary category so I don't mind using it but I actually have heard some pushback on it because they're going well don't gentrify a language uh yeah because and if if we're honest about the Spanish language there are so many things that have gender that like, gendered words that don't even make sense that you can't, like, get offended. Right. Like, literally, a chair has a gender, and, like, obviously, a chair doesn't have a gender. So, like, it's, like, chill, (laughs) y'all. Chill,
0: (laughs) y'all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't right now use Latinx... Often, um, mm-hmm. there is a strong Latin um, community in Phoenix. So I was really excited to headline um, a show at a wonderful Mexican um, coffee shop called <gasps> Tres Oh, yes. I've seen that one. I've it heard was, about it. Yeah, you should come and do it. Mm-hmm. I, they'd love to have you. But um, their, their coffees were so good. <gasps> and I brought my mom... And uh, my friend Sierra brought her parents. So it was just a really special show, actually. Um, and so, but that, but I was feeling more of that Latinx vibe. I think it's, the, like, the new, the young Chicanos, you know, or, like, um, something. I don't
1: know. I think it's cool. I think it's just a younger generation trying to be more accepting. I don't think of it as, like, gentrifying a language. Because right. I think, and, and to be fair, like we're never going to make the Spanish language or any of the Romance languages gender neutral. That mm-hmm. would be way too much, I think. More we just have to, like, accept it but be aware. Yeah. Um, but if we are speaking English, we might as well say Latinx.
0: I don't know. It's nice no skin off my cool. back. I don't yeah. mind it. Tell me a little bit about your podcast before we wrap up because it is pretty. You're you're so multidimensional. I think it's fantastic because Thank we're you. talking food, we're talking culture, we're talking comedy, and you have this really amazing podcast that's so smart. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. It's called Villains of History, and every episode
1: we talk about a different horrible person from the past. So we've done a, a lot of them. Uh, we've done Pol Pot. We've done. Um, Warren Jeffs, uh, Dave (laughs) Koresh. Like, we've done some cult leaders for sure. Who's your favorite villain? Oh, gosh. Um, You know what? I just did J. Edgar Hoover. Oh. He is so interesting. Really? Yeah. The name of that episode is The Man With All Our Nudes. Because he literally had a file of, okay, so if the FBI found any porn or naked pictures, it was supposed to go to J. Edgar Hoover. And so he had, like, a whole filing cabinet of, like, Everyone's nudes. Wow! And it said that's how he stayed in power for so long because he had dirt on, on everyone. everyone. Yeah. Also, oh man, he he really was a villain too because he was. They say he's kind of behind a, uh, Martin Luther King's assassination.
0: Oh.
1: Hmm. Oh, the that's a conspiracy theory to like totally dive into. But under him, they sent Martin Luther King a letter telling him to kill himself. Yeah. That's fucked up. And that's not the worst thing. I think one of the worst things that J. Edgar Hoover did, there was this woman, um, she was a white woman who was helping with the civil rights movement. And while she was driving in a car with some African-American people, she was shot and killed by KKK members. And the FBI figured out who those were, the investigation people. They figured out what four people did that. And then J. Edgar Hoover cock-blocked it So that they were never prosecuted. Mm Oh,
0: that doesn't surprise me. There's probably a lot of that that happened back then. Oh yeah, he
1: like never went off. Went he barely ever went after the KKK. Wow.
0: Wow, you do a lot of work and research for that podcast. Then. Oh, it's exhausting, <laughs> <laughs> but you're, it makes you so smart.
1: <laughs> it is. You can find the podcast on really everywhere podcasts are found: Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. It's real fun. We've had really cool people on it too, like uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. did it. We did the live episode at, at Big Pine. He's mm-hmm. so cool. He is, and also Daniel Franzese from oh, yeah. Mean Girls. He was Love on. Him. She doesn't was even cool. go here.
0: That's, That's the name of the episode. Yeah.
1: Oh, we did Fred Phelps, the guy who was behind all. The uh, the gay hate signs, you know yeah, those protesters. Yeah, the
0: family, those sons of bitches. Yeah, so
1: you can learn oh, all about the them
0: worst. on that and episode. And yet they're so smart and con- like it's a it's it, they're really smart. They're broken people. And yeah. Oh, they're the worst. I gotta listen to that episode. It's a good one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's been a really rewarding podcast to do because I feel like I'm it's like don't listen to it if you like like really serious history and you don't want people to go off on tangents. But if you like like wings with friends and you want people who are like chilling, casual, chittin chatting, talking, riffing, but also learning about
0: history, yeah.
1: that's the podcast that's for so you. So smart. No, I love it. Thank well you. Kat, I've
0: had such a good time with you. Thank you so much for coming down and having wings Thanks with me. Thanks for having me. Um, where can
1: people find you? At the Cat Alvarado on Instagram and Twitter and Cat Alvarado Comedy on Facebook. Yeah, that's C A T A L V A R A D O.
0: Awesome. Well, you guys, thanks so much for being here. Follow Cat, um, and then uh, you know, follow Wings with Friends, Phoenix Funny, Mary Up Church. We'll take it. It's a really nice thing that you can do for us, and it doesn't cost you anything. So, uh, um, with that being said, thank you, Cat Alvarado, and you guys. will see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.